Office vacancies have completely gone sky high. So what are people going to do with these spaces? It's a huge problem. Commercial real estate. So all of those people who needed to refinance, right? They went and got extensions. But now in the next three or four years, all of those loans will totally be due. Is this affecting you in commercial? I mean, we're looking at $500 billion coming due. So commercial loans typically have a 10-year balloon. Some banks will do a fully amortizing 20-year payment, but it it really depends on the loan. Um, And again, it depends on where we are with the interest rate. So when the interest rates come down, which they are slated to do for 24, that will help uh, to make people's lives easier um, and there will be less challenges. But if they're if they have a rate that's at three percent, you know the rates today are like seven point seven five for a commercial property. Their their payment could could double, um, or their interest payment is going to double. So things can get scary. And if their buildings, the rents don't cover that, then yeah, they'll they won't be able to refi and they'll lose their their buildings potentially. And they just lose them. They don't just lose them. Banks are not in the business of taking back assets. Um, they, they don't want it. They're not a real estate company. They're a bank. So mm. they're going to try to work with people. They'll try to modify loans, I think. Then people are, are smart. People will try to sell mm-hmm. um, so they don't get put into that situation. But anything can happen. And if it happens in mass quantity, then, yeah, things could go crazy. Does this also affect like multifamily? It affects every commercial loan out there that's possible. Unless you have okay. some some commercial banks uh, used to do a 20 or 30 fully full amortizing program and they may have done a fixed rate. Um, so for instance- Which would have been smart, right? It depends on the product that you had. Or um, Most people go for the best rate. Mm. They don't always go for the best loan program. So there was a time when the rates were, let's say, 4%. But you could have gone to this bank. There was a bank called Oritani Bank. And let's say when the rates were four, they were offering you a 20-year fully amortizing loan at 4.5% with a fixed rate. So the difference is you're paying a little more for the rate and you're paying more money upfront per month because it wasn't a 25-year amortized payment. It was a 20-year payment, meaning you had to pay your loan off in 20 years instead of 25. So it was a, a higher cost out of pocket monthly, but that was a great product because it gave you one loan for 20 years and then you were done. Now, is that something you would have done or would have you gone for the, the lesser the lesser rate? Because you're because, spending less money at the Because at the I was always in the growth stage and I always wanted a higher cash flow and I mm-hmm. wanted the money to build, I never took that. Um, I always took the, the most money in my pocket <laughs> scenario. Um, Do you wish you had taken it? Because not a fixed yet. rate. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Maybe let's in the next three to things, four years. Let's see where right? things go in the next year. Um, I do have a couple of loans resetting, and I don't know what's going to happen. But uh, I also don't highly leverage the properties that I own. So it really depends on you know some of those newer investors went out that went out there and really paid top dollar for some of those multifamily units. Those people could have problems because if the rents aren't going up. You know, and then their rates go up, and the numbers just aren't going to work. And, and I don't see this now um, because of the housing shortage. But God forbid those rents started to go down. Mm. You know, if both of those things happen, we'd we'd be in big trouble. Well, this is something we totally need to keep track of over the next year or two, because that's when things are going to hit the fan. Basically, that's they what could, they could. Hit. Things are definitely going to be happening. So there could be some good deals out there. There could be people that need to sell quickly. I think it really depends on, 
your relationship with the bank. You know, if you have mm-hmm. a long-term investment relationship with a specific bank, they're going to do everything in their power to keep you solid and work with you because you have lots of products. You know, if you're a one-off and you're with some of these bigger banks, they I don't, don't think they care you. as much. Yeah. So it, it just really depends on where you are. Well, that leads us into the next topic where office vacancies have completely gone sky high. So basically, from what I was reading, right, in the 70s, 80s, 90s, all of these office parks popped up and people were, you know, building office space. Sure. And now... No one is in the offices. Have you seen this? Have you seen this here locally? I've seen it locally. I've seen it everywhere. I see it in our own business. You know, Mm. we used to have tons and tons of people come in the office. And after COVID, people are just like, "Ah, I don't need to come in as much. So we still have the spaces, but they're definitely not as occupied as they were before just because people got used to working from home. What are people going to do with these spaces? It takes so Mm. much money to transform one of those spaces into a rental into residential. It's a it's a it's a huge problem, and um, I think people are going to try to change them if they can change them from an office to some kind of amusement type event. Like you take amusement, you're well, going to you turn do, the like, office you into take amusement a floor park? and you turn it into like an axe throwing or an escape room type scenario. Like it depends well, on you've the use. Done that. Some sure, of your stuff sure. You have to be creative. That. You have to think outside the box. Where the problem lies is usually people want to take some of these bigger complexes and turn them into residential. So. Unfortunately, for that scenario, you know, leases don't, when you have a building that has, let's say, 10 floors, you're not leasing all 10 floors at the same time. Usually you may have 10 different tenants. Right. So all of their leases happen at different times. So let's say you're like, hey, okay, today I've decided that I'm going to turn this building into a residential because five of my floors are empty. Well, guess what? You still have five more floors and you may have one guy that's that's not leaving for five more years and that, that really could screw up your whole thought process. So um, there's going to be some challenges um, getting these building empty, uh, getting all the tenants out at the same time to convert them, you know, and then there's code issues for converting buildings. You know, if the elevator, if you have an older building mm-hmm. and um, their elevators don't fit stretchers, you know, for people when they're injured, you can't, oh. you can't have a building with an el- with elevators that don't have stretchers anymore. Um, so you would have to convert that into, you have to put like a new elevator stock in and that stuff gets very expensive. So a lot of challenges, it can be done, but a lot of challenges. What are you specifically doing with all of your offices? So fortunately for me, I don't have a ton of just big office products. I do more mixed use, a little bit of office, a little bit of residential, a little bit of retail. So I always felt that that was a better uh, consideration for me when I bought stuff. I do have a couple buildings that are just office. Um, luckily for me, they're, they're doing really well. And, uh, um, I have two really big ones. One is fully leased, knock on wood. Um, the other one has some challenges, uh, but we're having other challenges. You know, it's part of a city rehabilitation area and there's some parking challenges. So it's not like a traditional, um, stabilized building. So, um, but the ones that are stable are doing well. Uh, and you just gotta be creative. Sometimes you break them down and you rent them in pieces if you have a bigger space. Just gotta, you gotta think outside the box. Well, if you have any outside of the box things for our viewers, let them know. Um, and the last thing that we really should talk about, and it's on Yahoo Finance, um, basically they're saying that the home buyers, first time home buyers specifically, it's all gonna explode this spring. So this is the best time to become a real estate agent, in my opinion. This is just me on a side note. 
best time because if if it's going to explode this spring and people are going to hop back into the market, especially first time home buyers, new agents should be getting their license now so they can ramp up and be ready in March, April. Sure. But they're basically saying because the interest rates are coming down or people are anticipating that everything's starting to move, sure. things are starting to get lubricated. Well, I think it's always a great time to get your real estate license. I think everyone should have it. Right. Uh my son, when he turns 18, you know, or a couple years out, is is going to be getting it in his first year. Mm-hmm. Um, it just gives you... Mine too. He's already. Yeah. yeah. He it's, said he's going to work for you. <laughs> there you go. Um, it just gives people a good understanding of the back end of a large asset or a large purchase, you know, if it's, mm-hmm. if it's, if it's not an asset and it's your main house. So having that license just helps you understand the world better. Um, do I think interest rates are going to drop? Yes. Do I think there's going to be... Tons of houses coming on the market. I don't, it depends on where the market goes. They're not saying that there are going to be a ton of houses, but that we should anticipate a lot of bidding wars. Well, we had those, we've had those. So, yeah, I don't think that's going to change. I think the bidding wars are, are going to stay there. Um, you know, there's talk about seniors mm-hmm. downsizing. I don't really see that happening yet. I don't think there's going to be a tsunami of senior um, <laughs> people leaving and downsizing. I think people are staying in their homes longer. Uh, So I don't know what's going to happen, but I think there's business out there. If you want it, you just got to go get it. Thanks for watching this episode. Now, don't forget to like, subscribe and leave a comment and we'll see you next time.